Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Boo! <laughs> You're getting there. It's Pretty Scary Boo! Oh, okay, okay, okay. Pretty Scary Boo. <laughs> I'll get it one day. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Cindy Aravina. Cindy Aravina joining me as co-host on Pretty Scary. What? One of the co-hosts. Carrie's not going anywhere. Caitlin, huge traitor left for other <laughs> career opportunities and things. She has a busy work schedule. If you could see the air quotes I'm putting up saying that. Busy work schedule and a kid. Oh, uh, child. Yeah. Come on. Whatever. Have some, take some responsibility, <laughs> you know, and record a true crime podcast. At least have the kid fill in for you, Caitlin. <laughs> right? Come on. But instead... Cindy Aravina is here. Yay! Cindy used to host a couple podcasts on the network at various different times. Brouhaha, You Do What? And then she wasn't on the network anymore. And I missed having Cindy as a host on Unpops. So perfect opportunity. Just, you know, open the cabinet. All the hosts are there. Take them out. <laughs> fucking drop water on her and rehydrate. And here we are. I'm That's, blown up, guys. I'm yeah. here. Yeah, it's a factory. It's very weird. It's very weird yeah. how the hosting situation <laughs> works here. It's a lab. It's creepy. I'm happy uh, to be part of it. Happy to be back. And we are happy to have you here. Happy to have you here on Pretty Scary talking about creepy news. Yes. We're doing another creepy news roundup. Me and Caitlin did one a couple months ago. Time isn't real. Like, I'll say a couple months ago, and it was probably like two episodes ago. Or I'll say a couple episodes ago, and it was like six months ago. You know how yeah. it works. But we did yeah. a creepy news roundup recently. And we're going to do another one. We're really running the gamut when it comes yeah. to <laughs> topics this week. What did you think of this first one? NASA has released the sound... That you would hear inside a black hole. Here's the thing. No, you wouldn't. If you're that <laughs> close, you're, you are like spaghetti. Yeah, you're not there. You're not there. I was so eager to hear the sound that I made the fourth grade class that I was subbing for also listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, guys, because they had already finished. I was like, okay, instead of the thing that you're supposed to do, we're going to watch this because... I need to know. Y'all need to know. Get educated. What were their thoughts on it? Did it scare uh, anyone? Yeah, everyone was like a little creeped out. And I think they were enthralled, intrigued. It is a weird sound. I'll play it now for people at home. It sounds like a machine, kind of, but also yeah. sort of like music. I isolated just the sound when I played it just now, but the video that we'll link to that shows this, I feel like they start throwing music behind it at certain points, or they're not really clear about where the black hole sound ends and where their synth riffs take over. Yeah, I know. I had to tell the classic, okay, that's not it. Wait for it. Okay, here it is. <laughs> that is a keyboard solo. Yeah. Uh, it's coming in a moment, though. Yeah, it's a weird sound. I mean, I don't know what I expected it to be. <laughs> it's pretty haunting. You know what it reminds me of? Have you ever done that annoying thing with the cell phones when you put two cell phones that are calling each other very close and it makes that weird uh, yeah. ringing? Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, you're right. I was at a concert and this was the opening act. I want to say the band was called like Tall Heights or something. <laughs> <laughs> and they did that. They had everyone in the crowd take out their phone and call the person next to them. Oh, and dear Lord. Do that whole thing. And then they built a song around that sound effect. 
which was cool as shit for about 30 Okay, I was going to say, did it make your brain want to explode or was it amazing? Well, no, you didn't let me finish. It was cool oh, as shit for about oh. 35 seconds. Oh, no. And then after that, it was like, hey, how about you play real music now? That would be fine. They were so not memorable. I don't remember even who they were opening for. I don't know why me and that band were in the same room, but I do remember they did that cell phone thing. <laughs> and that's it. That and I think they were dressed like house painters. They were wearing like all white, but white jeans and white t-shirts like Andrew WK. I was going to say. Severely not my vibe. Yeah, pretty gimmicky. I think they put you into what's called a time warp where you just appeared there. There was no concert. You just teleported. It could have been that thing where the world ended in, Mm, I think mm -hmm. it was like 2012, wasn't it? I yeah. don't remember how the conspiracy goes. 2012, 2016, yeah. something December like that. December 21st, 2012. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we all entered the simulation, which I would believe if things got better. Yeah. Because I feel like entering a simulation like that, it's not going to get worse. It's just going to be like video game times, like the 80s again, because the 80s were great. <laughs> I wasn't of- there. <laughs> yeah. I was. And none of the problems we're facing today started in the 80s, except all of them. So many. on the bright side, at least we know what it sounds like inside a goddamn black hole now. Cindy, did you ever think you'd see the day? No, but I'm kind of glad I did. You know what? Yeah. I like that they did this. I like that it smashes that theory about how you can't hear anything in space. Like this is in space and it's in a galaxy cluster. The Perseus, specifically. And a galaxy cluster contains a whole lot of gas. And gas acts as a medium for sound to travel. So if you were unlucky enough to reach it, this is what you would hear before you die. Probably. Seems appropriate, I think. (laughs) You'd more probably be like holding on in that vacuum like, oh, (laughs) just let me live till I get to the black (laughs) hole so I can hear it. Then you die right before. Oh, Oh, what Painful. a buzzkill. Did you ever dream of going to space when you were a kid? I did up until I went on that rocket ship ride at Universal Orlando. Uh, oh. I was like, yeah, I'm like, no, I'll throw up if I go to space. I can't. Won't be good for the other astronauts. I mean, it can't like simulate it for real, but it's got to like sort yeah. of. Hunt. I don't believe so. It's one of those spin them real fast, stick to the wall. Oh, yeah. Ones. Yeah, I've been on those. Yeah, not my thing. I just think it would be boring. There's no movies up there. There's no, (laughs) I'm going to fall way behind on work. Like I can't record up there again, vacuum, unless I get close enough to a (laughs) black hole that I can record podcasts. It's going to be so boring. I I love that in this scenario, (laughs) you're still trying to uphold unpops. You're not sustaining yourself off uh, your astronaut salary. Yeah, that would be my luck. I'd be like rich enough to go to space for tourism reasons, but also doing all the tedious day-to-day shit for the network still for some reason. I can't give up control of social media. Yeah, you can. Pay someone. Anyway, we know what black holes sound like now. Finally. Finally. I want Black Hole Sun. What, who wrote Black Hole Sun? They need to redo it with the sound, I think. That was Soundgarden. It- Soundgarden. I don't know if it will be harder to do that or easier to do that because Chris Cornell is dead now. Oh. Depends. A lot of that depends on how the afterlife works. And where That's that, a good point. Where that fella's at right now. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, if you're listening, toot that black horn, baby. <laughs> toot that black Show horn. Show us a sign. <laughs> we have the tri-field meter out. We have the SLS camera. All the ghost hunting tools. Chris Cornell, please re-record please. Black Hole Sun yeah. for us. <laughs> that song sucked, too. That's fine. Rest in it's peace, so Chris slow. Cornell. It's so slow. It's like, ugh, you go to sleep. Yeah. I just, I never liked Soundgarden that much. They always felt like an arena rock band to me. Oh, that seems mm-hmm. like an appropriate place for them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about creepy news of a different sort. I mean, it's not completely unrelated because the ocean is the outer space of Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the ocean is scary. It's really scary. What's your it's- stance on the ocean? We should I should know that if you're co-hosting a podcast with me. I respect the ocean because it is the beginning of all things. We all know sharks are older than trees. Sure, sure, sure. All that. Go yeah. on. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I love all the animals. But yeah, I get fucking freaked out when I'm in it. I don't want to go too deep. Get out of here. No. 
Yeah, I typically just don't go in it. I like walking up to it and looking at it. But even by up to it, I mean like the top of the Santa Monica stairs or something. And it's like, holy yeah. shit, look at the ocean still about a mile away. There's an HBO show called Hard Knocks, which is a reality show that just follows one football team for an entire season. And they were following the Dallas Cowboys one season. And they, for some reason, train in California during the offseason or in mm -hmm. the preseason. And one of their players was at the beach and someone asked to take a picture with him. And he turned around and was like, take it quick. I don't like to have my back to the ocean. It's Whoa. like, fuck, yeah, those are words to live by right there. You never know. And then he drowned. A wave ate him and he belongs to the ocean now. No, that didn't really happen. Okay. <laughs> I was going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> he that summoned this giant wave? <laughs> so, yeah, it stands to reason. People are always researching the ocean. And case in point, there's a team of researchers in Texas that just goes out twice a week just to see what washes up on the beach, which actually sounds like a fucking blast. Yes. I would absolutely do this, but I'd have to live in Texas and ew. No, thanks. You don't want to be bi-coastal? No. And yeah, I guess <laughs> I could do it in California too. I'm sure you there could. are opportunities to see what washes up on beaches in California also. But let's be honest, I'm not going to. But this group in Texas that does this twice a week. They go out looking, you know, just to see how things work out there. Turns out Texas gets 10 times as much trash as most other Gulf Coast states, which I don't know. A lot of trucks to suck. Yeah, a lot of tragedy has befallen Texas. So I don't want to say it's karma, but <sighs> kind of probably karma is why they get all that trash. But also, what a fucking tragedy. There's a reason we're not including that in our creepy news roundup. Yeah, yeah. A little too soon, a little too close. But yeah. yeah, the reason that all this trash, special trash, washes up on the shores is because of a loop. I forget what the a, name of this loop is. It's called a current loop. Yes, current loop. And yeah, it's just warm water that travels up from... The Caribbean and into the Gulf. And one thing that apparently washes ashore all the time, especially where this group is, are creepy dolls, which all dolls are kind of creepy. So that's, that's sort of redundant to say creepy dolls. But once they've just been floating in water space, which is another word for the ocean, you can call it that. <laughs> they, Wet space. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Moist space. Wet, salty mm. space. <laughs> they look especially creepy. Question, would you buy one of these dolls? They auction them off. yeah. <laughs> you would? Oh, my God. Yes, because I saw that they auctioned these off. I was like, I'd be at that auction. If I go to Texas, I will find this auction and I will buy as many dolls as I can afford. I Okay, yes, I 100% agree. Dolls are creepy, but I'm obsessed. The creepier, <laughs> the better. I don't really want to be haunted necessarily, but I stand a creepy doll. I should have given you Robert the doll. I don't know if you remember from when we had an actual studio. I do, yes. There was the creepy Robert the doll, and it freaked people out. Not everyone, like a lot of people were fine with it, but a lot of people were not. Like my wife, for example, which that that becomes like a, you know, one of us has to go situation. <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't fucking budging. So I finally was like, Robert has to go. And I got rid of Robert the doll and things were fine. My bowels caught on fire and I was sick for three months and lost 40 pounds in the span of 12 weeks. And Damn. my dog died. But other than that, nothing happened when I got rid of that <laughs> creepy doll. So argue with the results. Skeptics. Things were fine. Cool. Question, did you just, where did he go? I just threw it away. Like, I wasn't going to Oh, oh okay. Okay, Adam. All <laughs> hey, right. You didn't, hold on, you didn't no. do a ceremony. You didn't say thank you for your service. I did say goodbye. And I made okay, my wife okay. say goodbye. But my dog okay. could not say goodbye because my mm. dog is a dog and my dog died. Mm. So Robert doll killed my dog. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm not disputing science here. <laughs> no, but for real, no, no, but that is the thing I do strongly like believe in. If you, if you have these little effigies 
you did the right thing. You're supposed to say goodbye to them. Did Winter ever act weird around Robert? No, no. And here's no. the thing. It's not like I had the Robert the doll. I had the replica that you get at a gift shop in Key West, Florida. <laughs> Appropriate. But for the longest time, he was just running around in my trunk. And something happened with my battery and I couldn't get a smog check because the sensors went out. I'm sure that wasn't anything related to keeping Robert the doll in my trunk for six months. I don't know. I was cursed. I was cursed. But I kind of feel like you were a little bit. But here's the thing. I got a colonoscopy and it went away. So oh, okay. things are fine now. So yeah, I wouldn't buy one of these creepy dolls because... I feel like there would be ocean ghosts. And of all the things we don't know about the ocean, we sure as shit don't know what kind of ghosts are down there. Oh, my God. So all the original ghosts are down there, guys. Like all the Titanic people. Mm -hmm. They're fucking mm -hmm. around down there. So many shipwrecks. So many murder so victims. Many. Oh. One of the dolls that made this group famous, or not famous, but like internet famous. The group, by the way, is Mission Aransas National Estuarine Research. Jeez. Yeah. Reserve. I forgot. Reserve. And yeah, they're based in Texas. We'll link to their Facebook page mostly so we can show you the doll that made them famous, which it was just the head of a doll. And they posted it on Facebook and was like, what is this? And it turns out it was the head of a sex doll. <laughs> and when you look at it, it's like, yep, that sure is. And what is in its mouth? I don't want to know. That was probably murdered by... A shady husband, you know, Ugh, insurance so gross. scam or so something. Nasty. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone ordered that and it just never arrived. They were so disappointed. I bet they fired off an angry email. You robbed me of my money. I ordered this sex doll <laughs> six weeks ago, and it's just floating in the ocean, turning into that nightmare. Oh, why is she so happy to be holding it? I mean, she gonna fuck that doll later. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. What is in the mouth? Oh, uh, it looks like bees. I know it's not. It's like <laughs> barnacles or coral or something, but my brain goes to bees and it makes me hate it more. For some reason, the fact that it, maybe this is a puritan in me is like the fact that it's a sex doll. I'm like, I want like a baby doll. I want to yeah. buy the sex doll head is what I'm saying. Yeah. I want a Victorian doll or at least like a Victorian sex doll. I'm sure yeah, there's- I, Oh, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Just a big ass <laughs> Victorian doll with a wooden. gaping hole for a mouth. But yeah, it's all wooden and splintery and shit. Uh, uh. They didn't have the necessary plastics. This is fun. Yeah. And and that's really the whole problem with this. Like they auction these findings off and the money goes to preserving wildlife in the ocean, which I think is great. Our oceans are pretty important to keeping this planet habitable for us. Yeah, I mean, the ocean is, it's mandatory. I just think we shouldn't be mm. in it. Like, we need space, too. <laughs> but we shouldn't be in it, except Space Force. We do need yeah. Space Force. Land left the ocean so we could live on it. Right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, there is a term for being afraid of dolls, pediophobia. And which is like, I, why'd you have to name it that? Yeah, I don't like the sound of that at all. But there is a larger umbrella term that just refers to the fear of humanoid figures that is automatonophobia. Now that rips. That yes. sounds all right, right there. That's what I would claim if I was legitimately scared of dolls, which I'm not. Fucking survived Robert. Yeah. You have probably never heard this, but I met Peggy the doll. Have you looked into Peggy the doll? She's Oh, a, I don't know Peggy. She's a whole nightmare. She is at the Zach Bagans haunted mansion in Las Vegas, which I Yay. cannot recommend highly enough. Very fun times. And when you go into that room, it's near the end. They say it happens and on my tour it happened. But by that point, people have stopped going in the rooms and the groups just get smaller and smaller with each room because they do a great job of making each thing you see just progressively creepier and weirder. And you get to this room and they're like, all right, you can go in here if you want. But here's the thing. If you talk, you have to say goodbye to Peggy or she will follow you home. And we get in the room and I looked at the guy next to me. And the first thing I did was go, so are we going to talk? <laughs> By then, we already talked. So, now we so all are have we going to talk? Now we all have to say goodbye to Peggy. And they all said goodbye to Peggy <laughs> on the way out. It was great. You just wanted to watch everyone say goodbye to Peggy. I you did. You scoundrel. I love that. That's what and, I would do too. Yeah, it was. It's a good time. You should go to that if you're 
in Vegas sometime. Yeah, I wish I was aware of that. I was in Vegas last summer. I would have totally gone to that, but I only had like two nights there. Yeah. I don't know if I could have convinced Chris to go. He's not into the spooky stuff. But he tolerates it because I like it, but he it's not his thing. Does he like unfortunate Nazi paraphernalia? Because there's some of that in the room that they tell you not to take pictures in. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he does. You know what? Check. Okay, I'll ask Just him. ask. I'll report Just back. Just ask. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you want to be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves? Yeah, you do. But chances are... You don't want to spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries. A solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere, and you can even earn money doing it. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Also, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I'm speaking from experience when I say that all those additional features like video podcasts, Q&As, polls, those are things you won't find for cheap elsewhere. But with Spotify for Podcasters, it's all totally free, no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you. So should we talk about this next story? Oh, oh. Uh, we have to it's required yeah we just did an episode of unpops the main unpops podcast about herschel walker who is now definitely running for senate in georgia oh, at the no. time we did the unpops episode we released it the day before the primary and that primary has since happened and herschel walker won <gasps> so bright side Georgia will definitely still have a person of color for a senator come November. Downside is it might be Herschel Walker, and he is fucking terrifying. Have you been following this at all? Like this no, race? No, no. I'm such an ignorant little head in the sand guy. No, this is my first introduction to him. And yeah, it's concerning for many reasons. Like he himself is a completely like, narcissistic psychopath. I'm going to diagnose him right away. The other scary thing is he's making a splash and people like this, which means that people on some level identify with this type of person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason he's doing so well in Georgia is he's football royalty. Mm-hmm. He won Georgia a national title. He won a Heisman. He played a bunch of years in the NFL. But that's also concerning because of CTE. And yes. oh. that is a thing that we know leads to sometimes outbursts of violence. And Herschel Walker, among other things, has a very unfortunate history of not really attacking people physically, but he threatens to shoot people in the head a lot, mm -hmm. I think is the best way to say it. And he's got a lot of Trump qualities, probably because the first team he played for professionally was owned by Trump, the New Jersey Generals in the USFL. And we did a whole episode about it. I encourage mm -hmm. people to go listen to it. But one of the things that we did talk about in relation to him threatening to shoot people, there's this famous incident where he wanted to have a shootout with the police and he was threatening to shoot his ex-wife. And a lot of that is revealed in a book he wrote about how he had dissociative identity disorder, which that's a big one yeah. uh, among <laughs> the psychological disorders. That one is heavy. And it's fine, though, because, Cindy, <laughs> it was cured by not a doctor, a counselor <sighs> who wrote a paper for the Journal of Psychiatry and Christianity that was mm. called Dissociation or Demonization. And his whole theory is if you have been diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder, you're probably just infested with demons. Oh, dear. Ugh. And the way he diagnoses that is he'll, 
I know people are off board so far, but I'm sure I'll bring everyone around <laughs> now. He has his patients color a picture of the brain and he draws conclusions based on what colors they used to color in their brain. And that's how he decides not only if they have demons, which I'm sure you do. Like if you're going to this guy, he's going to tell you, you got some demons, but he'll also tell you what kind you have and how to take care of them. So Herschel Walker's fine. He's fine. He's cured. Yeah. What color do you think he colored the brain when he went? (laughs) I don't know. Probably like Georgia Bulldog colors or something (laughs) dorky like that. Yeah. And he won his primary. And this guy is so full of reasons to be concerned that we just forgot some stuff on the Unpops episode. Like the reason I did the episode is I was going through a bunch of headlines and found a story about how he is in total favor of a total abortion ban with no medical exceptions Mm -hmm. at all in any way. This is a quote. There's no exception in my mind. Like I say, I believe in life. I believe in life. But he is also against medical intervention in creating life, it seems. This is another quote. Then the conception of a baby. Let me tell you, science can't do that. They're trying to do it, but it can't because there had to be a God. And when NPR reached out to his campaign for comment, their reply was, Herschel believes all human life is created by God. So he is a straight up fundamentalist who is running for office. That's an important distinction. It's not that he's religious. It's not that he is a person of faith. That is damn near every elected official. They at least have to say they are if they're not, at least. But Herschel Walker is a fundamentalist. That's scary, especially coming from a guy with so many opportunities for head injuries throughout his life. Mm -hmm. Just day in and day out. He also believes there's no such thing as racism because the Bible only mentions believers and non-believers. We did mention that on the Unpops episode. What we didn't mention is his stance on evolution. This is a conversation he had in public on a stage in front of a whole crowd of people. He was talking to a pastor. He was at some sort of conservative convention. Herschel Walker says, at one time, science said man came from apes, did it not? This pastor replies, every time I read or hear that, I think to myself, you just didn't read the same Bible I did. To which Herschel Walker replies, that's what's interesting though. If that is true, why are there still apes? Think about it. And this fucking pastor responds to him and says, Well, now you're getting too smart for us. No, he's not, dude. (laughs) No, he's not. No. And here's a question, though, Cindy. Have you thought about it? Like, think about it. I think about this stuff all the time. I just learned (laughs) that ground sloths used to be a thing. And because (laughs) humans were like, oh, hell fucking no, kill these motherfuckers. The ones that were like calm and in the trees survived. There's just different types of animals sometimes. What were they called? Giant ground sloths. Oh, ground sloths? Yeah. They oh. were big. They were like some of the biggest mammals of their time. This was like around the Ice Age, but too much competition with the humans. Humans started making weapons. Ground sloths, no mas. And now they were, we just have- They were still like moving like sloths? I don't know about their movements. It is said that they most likely were also carnivorous. They were not just herbivores. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) you have to imagine the fear of like a prehistoric human being like, oh, no, 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 no. This must, this will not do. Yeah, I like that. When I first started working for Cracked, I helped edit one of the books they put out, which was called the D-Text book. And in there, they talked about how back around like dinosaur times, there were just birds that were like the size of a small plane. And like, imagine if that was still a thing, like you're at a baseball game trying to enjoy yourself and a bird the size of a small plane just shits on your entire section. (laughs) Like it's picking up your kids and flying away with them. Like that would be a nightmare. Having birds that we have now sucks. Yeah. Like having those gigantic sky beasts. No, no thanks. We'd kill him. We'd kill him. Yeah, I'm glad the dinosaurs lost, if I'm being (laughs) completely honest. Not if I had known it was going to lead to Herschel Walker, but still. So yeah, this guy is running against Raphael Warnock. They are currently neck and neck in the polls for one of the most crucial elections in history, because this is the seat that gave Democrats sort of an advantage in the Senate. It's still a 50-50 split, but with Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker... That gives Democrats the advantage. So this one race could really set things back. Like things are already getting set back 
obviously, in so many ways, this could make it worse, could make it significantly worse. Yeah, this impending Handmaid's Tale future is looking a lot more (sighs) possible. Very uh, possible. shit like this, yeah. Yeah, funny that you mentioned Handmaid's Tale. There was a story I came across while I was researching all this. Margaret Atwood is making a fireproof version of The Handmaid's Tale that's going to be auctioned off. Just one. I thought it was like, oh, can I go to Barnes & Noble and buy that? No, it's Sotheby's auction. Yeah, it's a statement piece. Yeah. I wonder if it's a thing they could just do, though. Can they just start making unburnable books? Unburnable Kindles? I don't see why not. I mean, trash cans will still be a thing, but what are you going to do? Burn the plastic? Yeah. It's a very good show. I've never read the books. I had to stop watching the show after a while because I was like, "Uh, it's just too much. I can't. It's too sad. Too real. (laughs) It is. Yeah, it's very sad. It's very real. The way they take power, that administration in the book and in the TV show almost happened. It almost happened on January 6th. Oh, like yeah. that's that's how it happens in The Handmaid's Tale. They just mm. finally decide to storm the Capitol or they storm Congress and then they're in power. I don't think people realize how close we probably were to that on January 6th. The thing that never gets talked about is there were buses that were brought in to like drive everyone away to safety. And there was- Fuck. One guy, I, I saw like one news report about it, and I would have more info if I wasn't like talking about it off the top of my head. But he, I don't remember if he was even a Republican or a Democrat, but he was like, do not get on those buses. He was like, if we get on those buses, we never come back here. They stay here if we get on those buses. And people didn't get on the buses. Wow. Like, and who knows? He might be right. If they had, Capital could just still belong to the fucking Proud Boys right now. Good times. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably obvious to Zoom that Cindy and I are concerned about the things we're talking about because our next creepy story, Zoom is working on technology that can detect your emotions. And this is the kind of thing you hear stuff like this about tech all the time, like Mm -hmm. Facebook is pretty notorious for getting a gauge of how you're feeling before you log in. And then they'll show you stuff that will make you feel that way more. Like if Mm -hmm. they know you're angry, like Facebook at one point patented, I don't know if they ever developed it, but they filed a patent for technology that would measure how hard you were typing when you sent a text before logging onto Facebook, because they assumed that meant you were angry about something. And from there, they were probably going to figure out who you texted and just show you fucking posts (laughs) from them or something. But that still like is a thing you you can avoid. That's what I did. I eventually was like, if that's what Facebook's doing, I'm not going to use Facebook. And I stopped. But the Zoom shit is different. Yes. Because- We use it all the time now. We use it all the time. And we use it for work specifically, not specifically, but primarily for work. Mm -hmm. And what Zoom is doing is they're developing this technology that can read your emotions and your sentiment. And almost immediately, 25 different rights groups, including the ACLU, the Muslim Justice League. How cool (laughs) does that sound? And Access Now all signed an open letter saying the software posed potential violations of human rights. And that's true, but also it's just going to make work suck. Because what Zoom is doing, that sentiment score, sentiment and engagement, they're assigning a score between 0 and 100 to both of those things. And they recommend a sentiment score greater than 61 and an engagement score greater than 50. And if you're wondering who they recommend that to... Your employer. So your employer can look at this data and go, Cindy, why is your engagement score only a 40 on your Zoom calls? Are you not engaged in these Zoom calls? And that's going to be your fucking work life. One of the benefits of working from home is that you get to like chill a little bit and have things not be as tense as they are in an office setting. This will just blow that shit up. Yeah, this is the other thing is like we're barreling towards the handmaid's tale future we're barreling towards the black mirror future yeah we can't catch a fucking break here we really can't and something like this feels like a betrayal zoom knows people are using this for work and they're using it for work in really 
tense circumstances. We are still in a pandemic. I mean, I know Fauci says we left the pandemic phase of it or whatever, or we're getting close to the end, but you get it. And Zoom gets it. They know why we're working from home and why we're on Zoom all the time. And now they want to go to your boss and go, that person's not paying enough attention. It's like, fuck you, Zoom. We should go back to just doing this by telephone so people can drink and masturbate and do all the things <laughs> they want to do on fucking work <laughs> meeting calls. This is nonsense. Burn down Zoom. Oh, but also truly. It's, <laughs> but it's it all- works. It works better now. It works better than it ever has before. Oh, God. <laughs> and this is like, for what? To sell like a few more units of some fucking widget? This is just how like late stage we are in capitalism that they're just like, Ugh, measure their emotions. Everyone's sad all the time. <laughs> Let's make them even more anxious so that uh, their jobs are constantly on the line. It's like, just let us relax. Yeah. Yeah. It's the kind of thing you would expect from Amazon. <laughs> yes. Because they're like putting cameras in their vans and in their delivery vehicles. And they're like, no, don't worry. It's just so we can spy on our drivers and make sure they don't smile too much while they're driving. It's like, you know what? I'll take the 10% increase in accidents that will result from you taking those cameras out as long as there's not vans equipped with AI cameras patrolling my neighborhood on a regular basis. I'll take the car accidents. Fuck it. It's fine. Yeah. 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 They happen all the time. So, speaking of creepy, we got some back-to-back creepy stories here. Strapping, guys. Creepy technology. I mean, Amazon is rolling out technology that lets you pay for stuff with your palm print. And I'm going to say it right up top. Don't give Amazon your palm print. Don't. Don't do it, guys. Just do not. If nothing else, the way they work with ICE and law enforcement, Mm. don't fucking give them your palm print. Why? Don't have an Alexa in your house? Don't have a phone? Because, I mean, if you have a phone, you have a version of Alexa, but uh, so bad. And yeah, as we live and breathe and speak right now, Amazon has already rolled out this technology at a Whole Foods in Silver Lake. It's Mm -hmm. called Amazon One, and it allows you to pay for stuff with your palm print. It creates a unique palm signature for each user, and then that is stored for use with future purchases or future cleansing operations, depending on what tyrannical government wins 15 years from now. This is bad. Don't do it. This, this Don't do it. Do not do this. I mean, it's just what it sounds like. It's very simple. That's the whole point is, well, you don't even have to have a wallet anymore. You don't have to bring your phone. No one can rob you on the way to Whole Foods. They'd have to cut your hand off, take that into Whole Foods. And <laughs> man, I'm hoping that happens at least once. Just I know. I'm once. like, what happens for the people that have hooks for hands? How do they <laughs> footprint? Just once, I want that horrific surveillance footage of someone pulling someone else's hand out of a trench coat, <laughs> fucking scanning it. Eye contact with the cashier the whole time. Great. Extra points of it's Bezos hand. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. That, but still with the cowboy hat on it. Yeah, yeah. I gotta have the hat. <laughs> cowboy hat wearing motherfucker. So, yeah, this article made it seem like this is a thing Amazon is just now rolling out in the Silver Lake area. But nope, they mm-hmm. tricked us. You get to the end and it turns out this is already in use by Amazon Fresh stores in Moore Park, Woodland Hills, Ladera Heights, and Cerritos, along with a Whole Foods in Sherman Oaks. Again, don't give Amazon your palm print. Don't. I don't, I don't. I don't even go into these things. I don't have an account. Listen, I'm not above everybody. I will use my friend's account, okay, when I really <laughs> cannot find something. I'm very much of the mind of like, just go out and find it. And if you can't find it, then sure, use Amazon as a last resort because they've cornered the market so well. But I will not walk into a fresh store. Fuck it. Nope. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been in one. And if I did, it would have been like a walkthrough curiosity thing. I didn't do like the full body scan that you have to do to be able to pay for stuff <laughs> without paying for it or however that works. Like you can just, I mean, I do like that. It like feels like sanctioned shoplifting where you're just taking shit off the shelves and walking out. Some scanners like, thank you. We're going to follow you home now. You're like, why? That's the thing is like, what is the end goal with all of this? Do they just want like a Franken AI to like, I don't know. It all it all is like, are we training for MKUltra? Like, what's the end goal here, guys? Yeah, that's a valid question, especially with Amazon, because they're into so much other stuff. Like, it's Everything. not 
not like they're just shipping packages. They're shipping packages. They're making TV shows. They're making facial recognition software. They make Amazon Web Services, which means they basically make the internet. If you recall, anytime Amazon Web Services goes down, like 40% of the internet <laughs> just stops working immediately. It's nuts. And yeah, why? They don't need your palm print. Go back home. If you forgot your wallet, go back home. Just, yeah. Use your phone. Use your phone. Put a debit card in your phone. That's <laughs> relatively safe. It's safer than using your palm print. I don't know. It's too much, guys. It's way too much. And like Amazon has really turned itself into like the Acme, you know, like Acme from Looney Tunes, where they literally make everything. Every single like item is Acme. Like that's what Amazon is. And I think that at a certain point, you become so fucking rich and so bored that you're like, yeah, why not? Why not take over the earth if I can? It's sickening. Yeah. And when Jeff Bezos went to space, he had the nerve to be like, I just want to thank all the Amazon customers and Amazon employees who made this possible. And it's like, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. You're going to space. Fuck off. You should so be smug. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I guess those hopes are dashed now, but I always kind of had it in my heart that space tourism would be what really kicked off the revolution this country needs because I was kind of hoping for that scenario where like the 400 richest dudes are all the first ones who get to go on that first fucking flight, and then that motherfucker explodes in spectacular space death fashion, and then we just get to maraud for their shit. Now it's not going to happen. Now they're just going to like the ed Maybe when they actually go to space, instead of going to the edge of space and going, Hey, look! That was my Richard Branson. <laughs> That Branson, yeah, that, that eh? is the thing that he didn't actually go into space. He went to the idea of space. <laughs> yeah, go in, went, bitch. Yeah, it's like he walked through a telescope. He saw what you can see from the ground, but he was just up there. Yeah. I met him once, though, and he was very nice. Of I course mean, he is. Yeah. He was like met him at a music festival that he had to be at for 15 minutes because it was his festival nice. And then he probably <laughs> went back to making out with Mariah Carey backstage or some shit. Let's talk about this next story. Yes. <laughs> I hate it. Terrible. But I do love how it just keeps progressing. Like there's layers and layers. Just the headline sounds bad. And it is bad. An Arby's manager in Washington state was caught peeing in a bag of milkshake mix. And that's awful. For one thing, Arby's gets enough heat in terms <laughs> of fast food. They don't need this shit. Also, but also don't pee in milkshake bags. That's gross. Police in Vancouver, Washington, uncovered footage of a 29-year-old Arby's manager peeing into a bag of milkshake mix, but it gets worse. For one thing, when they interviewed this guy, he acknowledged that he urinated in this milkshake bag at least twice, but that he was, quote, almost sure, end quote, that he threw the bag out. Cindy, what are the chances he threw that bag out? He did not fucking throw that bag out. He was probably talking to the police with his little thingy in his cheek being like, I don't know. I think I threw it out. Knowing fully well, he watched people drink these pee-pee milkshakes. And you know he didn't throw it out because the next layer of this story, the reason why he says he peed in the milkshake bag, sexual gratification. And I promise that gratification didn't come from the act of peeing in the bag. He was somewhere in the lettuce cooler <laughs> jerking it to the idea of people drinking his piss in milkshakes. Yes. 100%. Bad times. Yeah. Very bad times. For the record, managers at the Arby's where he worked, this is another layer, said they sold at least 30 to 40 milkshakes the day of this incident. That's 30 or 40 more than I would have hoped <laughs> personally. I did not know they sold milkshakes. Yeah, that's the thing. When I first saw this, I was like, so what, like one or two people got sick? How do you even get that secret menu item? But yeah, now that I think about it, they've had like Jamocha shakes forever. Oh, okay. Since I was a kid, because here's the thing, I've been frequenting Arby's for a while. It's been a long, long time. Big, big fan. Arby's is pretty good. The bread, I don't like the bread, but like the meats are good. The fries are good. The mozzarella sticks are pretty good. We have the peas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In their milkshakes. So <laughs> they also just started selling burgers. Finally. Finally. Arby's, Arby's now has a burger, a Wagyu beef burger. A Wagyu? Which, yeah, but it's got wow. Thousand Island on it. And it's like, come on. Thousand See, Island. See, that's my sucks. jam. I like I like the Thousand Island on a burger. Oh, no. I'd rather have this guy's <laughs> piss on my burger. 
<laughs> he said it, guys. He said it. He's held to it. People probably think this story has gotten as bad as it's going to get. Yeah, strap in. It, it only gets... <laughs> and you can probably think, okay, what what do people that like to get involved with pee-pee also like to do? What, what else do uh, these fast food perverts also like to do? Tell them. Yeah, yeah. Are there any famous examples out there of someone who is known to like to piss on people? Maybe a famous R&B singer. What, what else is that guy into? Uh, kids. That's how they caught this guy. The police were executing a search warrant on his phone looking for child porn. And yep, they found that too. But they also found video of him pissing in Arby's milkshake mix. So this article mentions that he was already in court for the child porn charges. And then they added a second charge and he had to go back to court. Second degree assault with sexual motivation. But they do point out that drinking... (laughs) (laughs) Milkshake tainted with urine poses no real health risks. Yeah. If anything, it cleaned him out a little bit, right? Isn't isn't piss supposed to be sanitary? Yeah, it's a diuretic. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the obvious question. How how did it taste? Did anyone complain? (laughs) They're like, it's a little gamey. A little. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like popcorn. My shake is warm, kind (laughs) of. Weird. Just swirl of something strange in here, a little ammonia-ish. So let's talk about this last story. Oh dear lord! Speaking of sexual motivation, monkeypox is coming back. I didn't know it ever was. Yeah, I don't know when the last time monkeypox was a thing. Like I've heard of it, but I had zero familiarity with it. I never. But it's coming. It's coming for us. It's primarily being spread through sex, which I feel like is some irresponsible reporting Mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. because they point out that, well, it's being spread mostly through sex, but it's men who have sex with other men, which, first of all, just take it easy. That could lead to uh, some fucking problems if that part of the story becomes the main talking point. Which is, oh, it's just dudes who have sex with other dudes. Then next thing you know, anyone who has monkeypox is getting hate crimed in the streets. But the reason it's so irresponsible is they point out later that this isn't really an STD. It's just a disease that spreads through close contact. So this outbreak is among men who had sex with other men. But you could also get it from, you know, kissing someone from... Just coming in contact with a person who's infected with it. If you have a cut on your arm, like if any of their bodily fluids get into that cut or in your eyes, it can live on surfaces. So they're reporting this like it's the next wave of AIDS or something. And I don't shame on you, CNBC. Fuck off. I get wanting to make that distinction, but I think they need to make the part about how this isn't an STD a little bit louder. Yeah, that came in like mid-article. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's actually not. It's actually just through uh, close contacts. So like, okay, so women could also get this. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> am I going to have to worry about this when I go try something on a TJ Maxx? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing is it can live on blankets and clothes for mm-hmm. an extended amount of time. And then if you're talking something that can get into your body through a cut, on your arm or something like that. You get it on your hands and touch your eyes. Then it's a, a whole problem. And breathe the fucking room, monkeypox. No one needs this right now. We have enough to deal with in this capacity. We don't need fucking monkeypox. It's not a huge outbreak. There's like 200 confirmed cases in Europe, but that's also the biggest outbreak on the continent of Europe ever. Yeah. I mean, well, they're, they're also talking about like New York could be seeing a, an uptick in this. Oh, and the other fucking crazy part is the quarantine time for this is 21 days. I immediately got 28 days later vibes off this. But could you imagine being in quarantine for three weeks? Yeah, that would be a lot. It's described as a disabling disease that can last two to four months. Yikes. And the early symptoms are fever, headache, back pain, muscle aches, and low energy. That progresses to a rash on the face, hands, feet, eyes, mouth, or genitals. You pick. That turns into raised bumps that then become blisters that often resemble chicken pox. Then those fill with white fluid. They become a pustule. That breaks scabs over and it's very bad and on top of that you just feel like shit 
the whole time. Great times. Yeah. And yeah, there's two confirmed cases in California, or there's two in the U.S. I know there's one in California, but it's closer to Sacramento. There's some cases in Canada, I think five cases, and Belgium just introduced a mandatory 21-day quarantine for monkeypox patients. So don't let the it's spreading via sex with men who like having sex with other men part fool you. You can get monkeypox and you're probably going to. We're all going to get monkeypox. Hey, at least we'll all be ugly together. That'll be the true unifier, the unifying event that we thought COVID was going to be, and then it ripped us all (laughs) apart. Yeah, I bet motherfuckers will want to wear masks then. I know, I know. When it's like affecting the vainness of you, then, you know, these anti-vax people will be like, there needs to be something about this now. I can't look (laughs) at my ugly ass kid anymore. We should all be wearing ski masks. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's the future we don't want. And that's the end of our episode. Do we have any final thoughts on monkeypox? I don't want it. I don't want it either. I want to look at pictures, but I also don't want that living in my psyche. Oh, yeah. It's going to be bad times. I'm just picturing it. And it's too much. It's way too much. Uh, Thank you so much for doing the pod and for co-hosting with me. Do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Yeah, yeah. Follow me on all the social medias at Cindy Aravina Jr. That's Jr. as in J-R. I also run a monthly show the first Friday of every month at the Clubhouse in Los Angeles on the Upstairs stage, 10.30 p.m. It's a late show, but it's so much fun. It's a parody of Shark Tank. If you're ever in town, please come see us. And I mean, that's it. Now I'm on this podcast, so I'm plugging that, baby. Yeah, listen to Pretty Scary, you jerks. Why aren't you listening? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they probably are. They're hearing me say that. And if you are, tell your friends. Tell your ghost friends. Tell all your friends. Just don't tell your ocean ghost friends. Yeah. Please. Strictly no ocean ghosts around here. Yeah. No ocean ghost zone. Uh, you can get bonus episodes of Pretty Scary at patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech, right in your Spotify app, probably right in your Apple Music or app, whatever you do. People who have iPhones, I have an iPhone. I don't know why I said it that way. But <laughs> well, it'll be the bonus episodes will be on the Apple Podcast app soon, also. And uh, follow the show at Pretty Scary Boo on Twitter and Instagram. Carrie, if I ever get around to giving her the login, Deets is going to take over those socials. And I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Cindy, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Oh, my God.